0: take a moment to focus on someone else rather than ourselves makes people question for a moment actually it's it's surprising to see how someone will take a pause when you tell them about this project if we were to bring up other needs in society today everyone's got a quick word to say got their own opinion on it but when you bring up this it's it's a little bit more humbling it's a little bit more though i have my needs and my desires i was never intentionally hunted down and killed just because of who I am.
1: When World War II ended in 1945, six million European Jews were dead, killed in the Holocaust. When World War II began in September of 1939, there were approximately 1.6 million Jewish children living in the territories that the German armies or their allies would occupy. By war's end, over one million of them, and perhaps as many as 1.5 million, were dead. Targeted victims of the Nazis calculated program of genocide, All Jews were targeted for death, but the mortality rate for children was especially high. Only 6 to 11 percent of Europe's pre-war Jewish population of children survived as compared with 33 percent of the adults. The young generally were considered not useful for forced labor, and the Nazis often carried out what they called children's actions to reduce the number of useless eaters in the ghettos. In the death camps, children and the elderly pregnant women routinely were sent to the gas chambers immediately after arrival. Sobering words to open up this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Today we want to remember the children of the Holocaust and talk about a special memorial being designed and set up right here in the Mid-South area with our guest as we welcome Denise Turner who has been on the program before. Been several years when we first talked about this project where 1.5 million pennies, Denise, were being collected to represent every life of the child in the Holocaust.
2: Yes, we collected 1.5 million pennies over four years, I think. We started in 2009 helping Horn Lake Middle School where the project actually began. And in 2012, finished collecting those pennies, wanted to do something with them, not just have a finished collection of pennies, but yet make a difference and show people that uh, these pennies represented something.
3: They
1: represent lives. They
2: represent lives.
1: And I told you on the phone when you called me the other day, and I couldn't help for tears to start coming because it's really, if you have a heart, you're going to be moved by this. But as I told you, I had the privilege of going to uh, Israel twice last year with Bot Radio Network. Uh, Another trip is being planned for October of this year, 2019. More details will be coming forth. But the first time we went to the Children's Holocaust Museum in Jerusalem. Yad Vashem, I believe it's called. My Hebrew is mm-hmm. not the best. <laughs> the memorial is hollowed out of an underground cavern. It's a tribute to the approximately 1.5 million Jewish children who were murdered during the Holocaust. And what's so moving is that the names of murdered children, their ages and countries of origin can be heard in the background. So when you go through the museum, you're hearing a soft voice, name the name of the child, tell you their age and what area of europe they were from and what's interesting too in comparison to the the other part of the yad vashem which is the bigger part of the museum because there's two separate museums one for the children and one for the main part of the holocaust (coughs) memorial it's very simply done but it has a powerful thought because you think about children you know that's what has moved your homeschool organization to get involved with this denise and you've got your son zane is here zane I know you're not feeling the best today, but I'm so glad you were able to come. You were the former president of the Generation SC, very much involved in this project. And we also have Brandon Doherty, who is the current president of Generation SC, to talk about this project. So where were you when you first heard about the Holocaust and the atrocities that came upon these children?
0: When I first heard of it, I must have been much younger. But when I um, first got involved with this project, uh, I believe I was in the sixth grade, Generation SC was a very, very new concept, and we wanted to commit to something bigger than what we were. We were a very small group. We didn't want to do something that everyone else was doing. We actually had the pleasure and honor of a Holocaust survivor, Mr. Jack Cohen, that came and spoke to us. And after we heard him speak, we were very much fired up for the program. Uh, We wanted to um, find a way to honor those who survived, and it kept on going from there.
1: I guess originally when you got news of this particular project, were all the 1.5 million pennies that were being collected, had they been collected yet?
4: No. No, no they have
1: not. There was a need, I guess, Brandon, to collect more pennies. Uh, yes, sir.
4: We collected them until 2012, I believe, is when we finished collecting the 1.5 million pennies. That's a whole lot of pennies.
0: Approximately fifteen thousand dollars.
4: Fifteen. Okay. <laughs> how much
1: space does that many pennies take up? It takes up a lot of space. It's a lot of space. <laughs> your back hurts after a while. Yeah, what's that? that? Your, your back hurts after a while
4: <laughs> from, from lifting.
1: We're talking more than a wheelbarrow full.
4: We had several bank trucks that I remember. You know, moving the pennies. You know, the bricks of pennies. You know, it's just crazy. How yeah. much
1: the idea for having this amount to represent. But also a particular memorial was built. One of the previous times on this program, we had the actual designer, Rick Weinke. Rick, although he's not Jewish, is a Canadian sculptor, has been drawn to Israel in his personal search for God. I think he actually moved to Israel, didn't he, Denise?
2: That's correct, yes.
1: So uh, he brought a scale model of this memorial, which is so moving. Brandon, would you describe what this particular piece looks like that Rick Um. created?
4: the piece itself it's a child reaching out of an oven for a butterfly it's sculpted out of copper right well the
1: pennies were they melted down to be part no that you can't do that i guess (laughs) but copper was used to make the memorial casting i guess you call it and as you mentioned there is uh, all this is on the website too you can go to the website and see for yourself It is the unknownchild.org website, and you can actually see a replica or the actual picture of the actual memorial or the monument that was built. Rick did an incredible job of a child kind of snuggled up against the door of an oven that they would use as a crematory. On the other side, his hands reaching through the other side.
2: It was based on a poem that one of the Holocaust children had written that was found called The Last Butterfly I Ever Saw. On the other side, he's touching the land of Israel. So it's very moving um, to see that piece. There's, There's one that Rick did in Auschwitz. And there's also one in Israel. And now we have the privilege of having one here. We just need a home for it.
1: And so much has happened, Denise, since you and I last talked. When we first got together, we were talking about trying to finish collecting the pennies. Which that took place in 2012. As Brandon mentioned, there's been a need to find a, a place to erect this memorial, <laughs> some property. And I think now that's been blockaded. Is that right, Zane? Correct. Yes, sir. The,
0: uh, the property is Circle G Ranch which actually has significance in it of itself because that belonged to Elvis, who had a lot of Jewish ties himself.
1: I understand his mother had Jewish heritage.
0: Correct, yes, sir. So it's very unique how God's pulling this all together, ways we would never expect.
1: Now, I believe that the Circle G Ranch, which is down in Horn Lake, Mississippi, uh, as you mentioned, the site formerly owned by Elvis, currently being restored is a culturally inspired entertainment destination to celebrate the heritage and the achievement of the Mississippi Delta community, which is something that really is a pretty spectacular thing in itself. But the one who owns this property, Denise, he has a heart for what you're doing and wants to designate a portion of this land for the memorial.
2: That's correct. Where are we right
4: now, Brandon,
1: in trying to get this thing off the ground?
4: Well, right now we're still raising money for the museum itself. I think you already mentioned the banquet that's coming up. They have
1: not mentioned the banquet. That's one of the things we want to do. Of course, the banquet coming up February the 8th called Have a Heart for the Holocaust Banquet, February 8th. Tickets are $15. We'll give details on how you can get tickets. As you mentioned, Zane, a moment ago, Jack Cohen who first inspired you to get involved an actual holocaust survivor is going to be the keynote speaker i believe. Yes, yes sir. sir.
4: Where is this going to take place Brandon? At New Prospect Baptist Church. That's 310 Highway 305 North Olive Branch Mississippi.
1: Part of this <laughs> night will be a silent auction, really nice items that you can bid on. Of course we want to bring your checkbook and a way to purchase these and make a bid on these so all of the proceeds will go to help support and continue the building of this memorial. What's left to build? Do you know, Zane?
0: The last meeting I went to, um, I've had the pleasure of going to a few of these events. They were still in process of getting everything set. They've got a pretty sizable and detailed budget written out. So I'm not familiar if any groundbreaking has taken
2: place. They're working toward this. We just have a passion To join them, we've been involved since the beginning, and um, our our students are learning so much from this because the world that we live in just doesn't appreciate the value of a person. And it's kind of like the penny you walk by and you leave a a penny on the ground. You don't think it matters very much, and that was the way this touched their hearts. They, they realized that even people, when you'd ask them, can they have pennies? Sure, they'll give you pennies because it doesn't really matter that much to them. They don't see that they add up to anything.
1: In this case, they really do. They do. as they represent, as they these, represent
2: lives. these lives.
1: So Brandon, what for you specifically touched your heart when you heard about this? Was this you know just another school project? Was there something that kind of stood
4: out to you that touched you? At first, I kind of thought of it like a logistic type thing. I thought of it as more of a, okay, I'll just collect the pennies for the project and then i started thinking about how people matter it's about spreading god's love and god using us to spread that
1: that is so true jesus said greater love has no man than they lay down his life for a friend this is a representative right here even though these children have long passed but they're not forgotten the memorial that we see in jerusalem i know i think in washington there's other Memorials, And, of course, we know there's families of these precious lives that will never forget. And they live with these memories. I have a friend that has a ministry to the Holocaust families in Jerusalem, in Israel, and she's been on my program in the past. Uh, Susan Hagee does a wonderful job meeting the needs of Holocaust survivors living in Israel today. I think it's pretty special when you can go, those who are the, the most vulnerable, those who don't have a voice for themselves, they can still be recognized and remembered. You guys have been a homeschool group, pretty well connected. Did you ever have anybody maybe ridicule you, uh, peers, or maybe question your intentions of something that happened so long ago?
4: I've gotten that question a lot. Why would you focus on something that happened 70 years ago when you can focus on something that you can do now? That's something that I, that I was kind of thinking about for a while, you know, like, why would I want to do that? And then I realized that it is something that we're doing right now. It's still God's love that we're trying to spread. History is going to repeat itself if you don't understand it and you don't see that it happened.
0: Yeah, to add on to that, I, I guess we watch as generations unfold for people closer to my age. You know, I'm not that much older than Brandon, but it seems in, in my generation, everyone's focusing on the here and now. What What can I do to, frankly, just make my life better? That's how everyone... In this world tends to be is how can this affect what closely hits my home and I think with the unknown child that's certainly a change of pace and takes people aback because if anything through history you know it wasn't just the Holocaust even though that's what we're focusing on the Jewish people have not exactly been the most liked nationality throughout history and just to take a moment to focus on someone else rather than ourselves makes people question for a moment, actually. It's it's surprising to see how someone will take a pause when you tell them about this project. If we were to bring up other needs in society today, everyone's got a quick word to say, got their own opinion on it. But when you bring up this, it's it's a little bit more humbling. It's a little bit more, though I have my needs and my desires, I was never intentionally hunted down and killed just because of who I am. Though so there may be some questions as to why it's it's a little bit more humbling and a little bit more... Stoic, if you will. Yes. Just do we really have it this bad? Most people can say no to that.
1: I totally agree with that. And I also wonder if this is something that we can actually wrap our hearts around and come together and take care of something that was so enormous 1.6 million children, not to mention the total number of 6 million Jews that were annihilated. If we can wrap ourselves in this and, as you mentioned, humble ourselves to be involved with something like this, then we should be able to address these other issues, too, that Mm -hmm. seem to divide us in racial ways, which is Hitler was looking for the superior race, you know. We know there's one race. It's the human race. God created it all began in the Garden of Eden. And so I think it's pretty spectacular that students, oftentimes when, when big things happen, students are right behind there you know you look at tenement square you look at places around the world where atrocities have happened against people groups usually you can see some uh, young people there somewhere that are leading the way to make a difference in these that's pretty motivating for us adults too would you say
2: absolutely absolutely part of their mission statement is to love learn and lead they have been a small group but doing a big thing and i'm constantly trying to point them to faith is not doing something that you can do it's it's acting on what god says yes we know we can't do this this is just we're a little group of david's little five smooth stones but (laughs) we're looking for god to do a big thing in this and um praying that people will come alongside and want to be a part of it
1: to me it blows my mind that you got these group of Students here in the Memphis area, some probably all over, not just Memphis, but even in Mississippi, too, come together, of all places, to build a memorial for the Holocaust children in Mississippi. <laughs> you know, right. who would have thought it? But it's a great stand, a great thing to do. And those watching on YouTube, those listening to our radio program, they can actually go to that website. I believe there's a way, is there not, Brandon, to make a donation to support. This is a non-profit organization You can make a donation right online. Go to unknownchild.org. Is that right? Uh, Yes, sir. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. The banquet is coming up. Now's the time to get tickets. Do you get tickets online too
4: for this? How do you get tickets? You can call me or you can call my mom. She's who you would want to send the $15 to. $15 per person, and it mails to Logos First Ministry. That's what you would put the check under. You can mail it to seventy three oh five Blue Plum Cove, Memphis, Tennessee, three eight one two five. Checks are made out to who? Checks are made out to Logos First Ministry.
1: Logos First Ministry. Again, this is a tax deductible contribution that you're making. And of course you'll be able to come not only for the fifteen dollars, that, that'll include, I guess, a delicious meal will be provided and then opportunities for you to give beyond that. Of course, 15 just covers the meal, really. And then you have opportunities through the silent auction. I'll tell you something else. We we cannot leave the show, cannot leave the show today till we pay tribute to two special people in memory of this whole project. You want to give us a word on that, Denise? I know this is a tender moment, but we really need to say this before we leave.
2: Yes. We've been very privileged to have relationship with two Holocaust survivors. And so that night, Jack Cohen will be our guest speaker. I just urge people to take this opportunity because it's not going to be long before we don't have the actual people who are involved in this available to us. And one of the dear people that were involved with Genesee was Mr. Leonid Saharovich. And we began a relationship with him in 2014. And uh, the kids gave him a small maquette that they raised money for in 2017, and he literally placed his head in his hands and wept and said no one had ever done anything like that before for him. Initially, we had hoped he was going to be one of our speakers, but he passed away in November, so this night will be in his honor, as well as a dear friend of mine who um, was a part of leadership with me, Carrie Coudray. Her house burned Christmas Eve. And she went to be with the Lord quickly. So we are honoring her that night as well because she loved this project. Her oldest daughter was our first president. Our oldest son was an officer with Zane. Their family's been very involved with this. And we are honoring her and Leonid that night as well as having Jack speak to us. He will give us his story.
1: I know this is tough. Thank you so much, Denise. But we do want to remember these two fine people. As you guys can look out my office window, back this way is the Jewish Community Center. Mm-hmm. Behind there are some apartments, and there have been I don't know if there's any living there now Holocaust survivors living in there. And there was a lady by the name of Nina Katz. And Nina lived there. She's since passed, and she's been in the studio. She's been on this program in the past. Remarkable lady. Yes, she was. And uh, Nina was incredible. When you meet these survivors, they're very humbled, appreciative. And as you said, Denise. They're not expecting anybody to remember or to do something special for them. And when they do, they're so grateful. And so what's taking place, not just the night of this banquet on February the 8th, but the ongoing remembrance goes a long way. All the work, Zane, that your friends have done and all the labor and the things that, that you've done for this is going to touch so many lives. I just can't imagine, you know, when I was in Jerusalem, my tour guide is Israeli Ruti Jiva is an incredible lady hope she'll watch and listen to this program but I mentioned to her what you guys have been doing and it put a smile on her face so uh, you're going to be making smiles on a lot of people's faces and moving a lot of hearts knowing the time that you guys have done to invest in this project it's not a labor unappreciative I know seems like it at times but we're so grateful that we're able to get together talk about the banquet again have a heart for the Holocaust Banquet and you need to get tickets. Friday, February 8th is the event from 6 to 8, so now's the time to do it. Send your $15 per person for the tickets. Make checks available to Logos First Ministries. The New Prospect Baptist Church is the location for the banquet on Friday, February 8th from 6 to 8 p.m. I want to give that mailing address, Brandon, one more time for our listeners to write those checks to.
4: All right, the mailing address is 7305 Blue Plum Cove, Memphis, Tennessee, Three, eight, one, two, five.
1: Okay, and get those in the mail as soon as you can so they can get a head count and knowing That's who's right. going to come. What a great way to uh, support a great work. Again, I encourage you also to go. This is, I don't know who did your website, it's incredible, The theunknownchild.org unknownchild.org. Zane, this site is incredible. The information and the way it's laid out, I don't know who, it's very well done. Yes, sir. I did not lay it out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who to give credit to, but I know Diane McNeil and her board, um, someone on there did.
1: Yeah, what a great job. So we do encourage our friends. Uh, What do you hope people will experience when they come to the memorial? Once this thing is actually there, once this is up at the Circle G Ranch, memorial's in place. What do you hope people will experience when they come to this memorial?
4: I want them to experience knowledge, you know, because obviously we're, we're as it says, we're destroyed for our lack of knowledge. That's what we're aiming at. We're trying for people to realize that so much has happened that we overlook. I also think that something beautiful that's come out of this whole organization, not just the part that I've worked with with Genesee, but god uses little bitty you know groups to show so much abundance of his his love and his omnipotence to everyone um i just think it's it's crazy that such a small group of people not not just one like middle school but Genesee, just both of us you know it's not that many people but it's still making such a huge impact on the world
1: yes know. it is how about you Zing?
0: i can remember um when i first started in sixth grade, we had no pennies, we had nothing, and I can just remember, I, I don't know if it was a dream or what it was, but I just remember thinking about the project, going there one day with, with my wife and kids, and I just thought that was funny or whatever that was, but here we are today. I've been married two weeks.
1: Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank
0: you. That's been pretty good. Um, <laughs> but just to see how far God has brought this in, the, in this time, and just... What do I want people to feel? It's almost a weight to not brush by it, to not go, that's bad, let's let's not do that, or to go, man, that's really sad, let's go to the next museum. You know, when you think of weight, I was sitting here trying to do the math, but, you know, I'm not supposed to get a calculator out right now. But, like, I personally carried $100 worth of pennies, so whatever, 100,000 100, pennies might have been, to that site. Those were heavy. That's 100,000 lives. That's 100,000 frankly, corpses that would have had to have been carried and burned or gassed or whatever the situation might be. And I just don't think people grasp that. I don't think people really account for how many lives 1.5 million is. We hear about millionaires all the time. We We always wish for a million dollars. But just having gone and seen what has been place so far and just to see those pennies on the walls and to just sit there and realize each one of those is a child uh, there is a heavy weight to that so if anything this memorial is of course to remember but also it has a purpose for the future a purpose to never let something like this happen again a purpose to uh, educate because as Brandon mentioned I believe he was going for Hosea 4-6 there that people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Only way you can keep something like this from happening again is to have the people educated on what it is that they're trying to prevent. Finally, you know, for what people want to walk away with, um, they need to have that that realization that, yeah, some things in our nation right now and in the world aren't the best, and they certainly could be better. But we need to be very careful to never let ourselves as people as the children of god to let ourselves get to a point where that could ever be a reality again
1: well spoken from both of you thank you so much uh, zane brandon denise for coming back and updating us on this wonderful way to remember these children 1.5 million that were killed in the holocaust and this uh, night again friend please go to the website get more details the unknownchild.org unknownchild.org is where you want to go and you can also get information, I'm sure, about the banquet. Get those tickets come support this, help these students that have worked so hard to finalize this and pray that this will come together and the property can be all laid out like it's supposed to, to get the memorial actually on the ground so we can go and have special times of reflection with our families. Well, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Denise, a special thanks to you for calling me up and making this happen. Thank you guys for stopping by. Appreciate what you're doing all for Christ's kingdom. Friends, we're going to say goodbye. I'm Byron Tyler. Thanks for listening on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.
3: There was one time when I snuck out of the ghetto, and I... uh, was lucky to obtain two eggs. And I remember I was wearing a dress with little puffed sleeves, and I put an egg in each sleeve and tried to make my way back into the ghetto. I paid for these two eggs with a small gold ring that had a ruby in it that my mother sewed in to my coat. I was quite proud of myself, and I just could picture my mother's and my sister's faces when they came home and we had two eggs to eat. Just before I was entering the hole, the camouflaged hole, back into the ghetto, a Ukrainian guard spotted me. And uh, he ran over and he started screaming at me, and he found the two eggs and he threw him on the sidewalk and made me kneel down and rub my face in them and screamed at me to get right back where I belong and never to show my face again on the outside. I was petrified and I didn't give away the hiding place, the hiding entrance. I marched back into the ghetto or he threw me back into the ghetto. And that was the end of that. I guess he was one of the kind ones because he could have killed me or he should have killed me. When I told my mother and my sister that evening about my experience, she just hugged me.